The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Straight Up, a Sideways Podcast. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Uh, hey guys, I'm going to pause this real quick. I'm sorry. I, I know we are all having a lot of fun listening to the Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama podcast, but I thought it'd be funny, you know, since we're all here in the same car and we're driving, you know, to wine country to see the premiere of Sideways 2, I thought maybe we could record our own podcast. Like we're going on a fun little road trip like they did in Sideways. Oh, oh, you know geez. what I mean? Oh, geez. I've never recorded a podcast before, but I guess you're right that like... Uh, I mean, everyone's everyone's doing them right now. Yeah, we are kind of just I mean, on at, our own, like sort of buddy road trip, just like our favorite movie, Sideways, which is a 2004 American comedy drama road movie. What we're doing right now is kind of like our favorite movie. We might as well podcast it. Yeah, I mean that yeah, movie we, is basically like a podcast. Two guys talking, you know, talk about life and everything, and enjoying about wine. wine. Oh, I mean it's essential. And we all know how the wine talks. It's almost like you don't have to say anything. It says at all. everything for you. Well, they it say that you wine say. is like life. I want to say it was Benjamin Franklin who said that. Oh, and uh, guys, I also just found this out. I know we're driving to see Sideways too, but after the film, there's going to be a Q and A with Paul Giamatti, who we of course know played Miles Raymond in the film. <laughs> we all know that. We've of all course. seen Sideways a lot. We've all well, a million times. I wonder yeah, we've if, all I wonder seen if Mary it. Louise Burke is going to be there who played Mrs. Raymond, Miles' mother. You know what? I heard that at the Q&A, you can say any food you want to Paul Giamatti, and he will name the best wine pairing. Oh, my God. Well, see, I would love to you do go that. go chicken tenders, I would love and he'd to be do like, that. cabs have. I mean, like, I, you guys already know this, but now that we're podcasting, I might as well say it for our, for our audience. But uh, my name is Denny Carruthers, and um, I am sort of a food critic. Uh, an auteur, you know, of of cuisine who specializes in authentic California cuisine. So I would be very curious to hear Paul Giamatti's food picks for these illustrious wines. I mean, this guy's Baja tacos, his fish tacos. I mean, his his pizza, California pizza. I mean, you know, really, you guys should be impressed by this man. Oh, yeah. Guilty as well, charged. He's, he's very impressive. Probably my favorite actor. Um as you know, he's I was, stars. I was talking the, about Denny. I was me. talking about Denny's We're, we're complimenting each other before we get back oh, to. Oh, <laughs> well, Denny, I mean, who better to make a souffle or, or, um, uh, uh, clams casino, you know, on the patio while you're all enjoying a fine bottle of, um, you know, eight yeomans. <laughs> I mean, is there a better summer evening than that? Do you, I mean, can you tell me Rex? I mean, I, I can't think <laughs> eight, of any, anything. Eight better. yeomans makes a, absolutely scrumptious Pinot Noir. If I saw a real yeoman in real life, I'd be disgusted by how poor he is. But if I see eight of them on a bottle, I'm sold. I actually had Denny over for uh, dinner. I had, a, uh, I had a dinner at my house with some students. And I say Denny made some of the best food. It was about the most mild Mexican food you could ever have in your life. It was amazing. It was inspired by the original restaurant that Taco Bell was inspired by. Oh, that's see, you've done your research. People will say, like, I normally I think my I prefer my Mexican food a little bit spicier. It's like, well, he purposely does this because the wine will fill in the gaps, as he says. And uh, I, I'm also here. I guess now that we're doing a podcast, I should be a little bit more professional. All right, that's my co-host there, Denny Caruthers, and my other co-host here, Vince Ruby. Vince. You know, tell these listeners a little bit about yourself. <laughs> There's not as much to say about YouTube, but I am Vince Ruby, and I run a prominent think tank. A lot of members. Paul Giamatti's cousin is actually a member of it. And oh, wow. We meet uh, every quarter, and um, we give each other, you know, stuff to think about. And um, sometimes we come up with some amazing ideas. Sometimes we come up with nothing. But that's really kind of the point. Is this like an economic think tank or like a foreign policy think yeah, tank? Yeah, economic, what are, what are, political, you know. What are you thinking about now? Right now? Yeah. Well, we've been thinking a little bit about currency, but also oh. have been thinking about college athletes. Interesting. Oh, they deserve more currency. I get it. They should That's be paid for their Some people think so. You know, many of us in the think tank think that would be a disaster, but... 
we uh, we can't say much yet. We just you know, like I said, per quarter, and uh, you know, we're not finished on this yet, but we have a lot more thinking to do. And uh, well, as a lot always. of it, a lot of it is actually you know, these discussions are done over a fine bottle of wine. So I'm sure. Ooh. I mean, there's some. Members that'll be at this premiere. So, well, I hope but, you're just, you know, I just hope you're not drinking Merlot. I hope it's a nice Pinot Noir. <laughs> Denny, you know, well, I, I would I'd rather kill myself than drink a Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will do an abrupt transition here. My name is Professor Rex Person. I'm a 38 year old professor at Berkeley. I am a professor of theater and particularly a playwright. I just wrote a new play. You may have heard of it. It's called Scary Trouble. Uh, it's not being premiered anywhere yet, but we're working on that. It's about a 38-year-old professor who is seduced by an evil 18-year-old girl. And uh, it's quite chilling. It's quite chilling. Wait, You've is this all girl read a it. student it's, or? Well, a student of his, I yes. Like, uh, I, guess. I mean, I find it interesting, Rex, that you, you know, just declare that she is straight up evil. Oh, yeah, and she's quite an I, evil Normally, your plays have a lot more gray, you know, to them. But this one is just sounds like... Well, it this kinda, is also kind of sounds sh- like a very romantic and kind of uh, I don't know, just like a black and white classic tale. Well, I think it's a it's a play about expected romance that certain you know turns sinister as the thirty eight year old starts you know having this purely non sexual relationship with this eighteen year old who keeps pursuing him, and eventually you know she tricks him into wanting to have sex with him, and his life has changed. Forever, you know, the things that they write on the internet, you know, not legally. He doesn't have any legal repercussions for. You know, oh, so the, he gets you know, away ru- with it, but he's kind well, of. the rumor. He do- well, I mean, she if you want to call that getting away. She gets, she tricks him, and now, you know, everyone thinks, you know, she's great. Oh, she know, did all the work. Like, no, she probably gave like a, a D, D plus, you know, you know, final project, and he gave it an A. You know, that's kind of you know. There is a weakness that kind of stems. He has from to be that. dishonest and ruin the integrity of his work to keep their secret, which is you know the, probably the worst thing that could happen to a man. Well, I don't believe in victim blaming of any sort, and that's why I won't say a single bad thing about the thirty-eight-year-old professor character. But um, I'm really happy to finally finish that and get out here. And we've been talking about this road trip for what? Three, yeah. four months now? Rex, Rex, I wanted to say, though, I really marvel. I never cease to marvel at your creativity to think of a story about a 30-something uh, professor. Because, like, if it was me and I was going to write a book, heck, I'd probably write a book about, like, a 30-something food critic or whatever, you know? But it's, oh, it's just yeah. so crazy you thought of that. Well, it just it's unfortunate because, you know, a lot of these plays aren't getting put on anymore. There's no new, really new plays that are running, you know, across the nation. Not a lot of new stuff on Broadway. And, you know, I think that's just because the audiences are just really uneducated and, and, and uninformed because, you know, we're telling stories about, you know, writing, you know, playwrights, we're talking about college professors, we're telling stories that are interesting to everyone, but the audience just keeps saying no, no, no. So, you know, really it's, you know, you're fighting the audience to get them well, to be culture. What I find interesting is the ultimate, you know, I mean, you don't look for proof in your art, I know that, or validation, but the ultimate validation for what is considered by critics as a good play is usually they're they're uh, adapted into a film. And, you know, Sideways was actually a book, which we all own, and we read it at least twice a year with our book club. But what you have done is you've written the screenplay. Uh, well, I, I guess you took the screenplay from Sideways and you turned it into an actual play. And no one's picked that up either. And I'm thinking, are you nuts? Well, that's, that's because, you know, I don't want to talk about it right now, so let's just move on. But the Sideways musical definitely took a lot of wind out of my sails in regards to the Sideways, unauthorized, by the way, Sideways play uh, reaching, you know, the market. But, you know, if you're an artist, you don't worry about stuff like that. You just, you on to the next project, keep plugging ahead. Um, you know, maybe, you know, I know this is a podcast and it's, it's quite unorthodox, but you know, maybe we get some music going on in here. I know we were all talking about the playlist we were going to make. Well, the problem is we've each made a playlist, so it's going to be hard to know which one to put on. Well, why don't we take turns? 
Well, why don't you, you know, you guys, you know, we've been, we we got about an hour left or something um, till we get there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're on why don't our you way guys pop a, pop a bottle of wine in the back right there? Well, maybe we should take a minute, though, to explain, since we're doing a podcast, uh, exactly where we're headed, you know, because, uh, you know, you just picked us up from our homes in Berkeley. Uh, we're out here on the road, you know, we're headed toward uh, the John Jordan Jordan Vineyard Winery. Where I think, I mean, maybe you can explain it to me, Rex, but I think they've got a whole stage set up outside and like a big screen and everything. Oh, yeah. It's going to be this huge, huge, huge deal. Um, you know, they got the whole big outdoor. It looks like Red Rocks. I don't know how they did it in in wine country, but they have a whole stadium seating thing set up. It, it, it's going to be huge. It's going to be. I brought my skull. They have an IMAX screen. Oh my God. I'm bringing my skull. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to get him to sign my... Paul Giamatti, I want him to sign my skull. Your skull? Like your head? No, like, I, I, you know, I'm a playwright. I'm an actor. Everyone has a... You know, every actor has a secret skull. Oh, I thought you said oh. skull. Like your dip. No, like a skull. Uh, like yeah, like an, you know, a York. An alas, poor York. And, you you know, well, that's how you can... Why wouldn't you have It's a rite of your... passage for any actor. Why wouldn't he sign your Pinot Noir bottle? I mean, we got 40 of them in the back seat with us here. Well, I'd have him sign a bottle of Pinot Noir if I wanted him to respect me as a wine taster, but I'd prefer... Besides, we're going to be drinking those I'd, bottles. I'd prefer that he respect me as an artist. You know, and then maybe me and Paul Giamatti, we have a glass of wine. Daddy, we, can we pop one of those open? Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, just grapes for me, guys. I'm driving. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's wine. I mean, it's hardly alcohol. Yeah, the doctor says you should drink and drive one uh, bottle of wine a day to keep the doctor away. It's healthy and it's classy, and I think that it'll be fine. I think you should when enjoy the, a glass When the doctor us. tells you how to keep the doctor away, you know his advice is good because right. a corrupt doctor would want to make sure you keep coming back to the doctor. But the doctor who's trying to keep the doctor away is like, hey, man, just drink some wine. You don't even have to talk to me. You know, well, you can trust that guy. If I'm driving, I can't have Pinot Noir. I have to have a lighter wine, like a Cab Sav. Uh, do you have any J-Lore? Oh. oh, do we have any J-Lore back here? <laughs> it's on. all J-Lore. <laughs> Seven Oaks? Seven Oaks? Seven Oaks? Oh, somebody knew I was coming. <laughs> now, just well, put... Uh, pass put, it up here. I, can, I have my corkscrew. Yeah. This is... Oh, you guys know this. This is my lucky corkscrew. It's solid gold. It was gifted to me by Javier Bardem while we were in Barcelona. <laughs> and I have used it for eight years now. Wait, was that when you were at Javier Bardem's Hacienda? It, it was indeed. I, I mean, I've been there many times, but that was the first time I went out there. And he gave it to me as a gift. And I remember he had tears in his eyes. And he said, Vince, you like wine more than anyone else I've known. And I think you should have this. It's Spanish gold. And I said, I, Javier... I can't accept this, but I must. Well, you know, wow. the that solid, story is even better I, the I eighth e time I've heard it. I didn't even know. Is there something special about Spanish gold? I don't know. I thought that was like a... Well, it's said to be the most valuable of all gold. Yeah, Spain discovered gold, I think. Well, they discovered all that gold in Mexico and just took it home because they knew what to do yeah. with it more that better. That was the first time anyone well, found gold. Th th those people that were living there, they didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. What were they going to do with it? Yeah, they didn't know what it was. The Spaniards came and they said, that's gold. And they're like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, and they're like, we prefer uh, maize. I don't know how to sound say that authentically. Maize. I just know how to cook it and review it. I don't know how to say it. Oh, you know how to cook maize? Yeah. It's make just corn. Tortilla. Oh. It's just corn. <laughs> Mucho gracias, senor. Oh. Well, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to, um, like he said, we're on the way to, uh, 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 you know, the the wine valley up there, the famous California wine valley, and we're we're gonna drink some wine, have a little bit, you know, of a boys' weekend, right, guys? You know, just like the movie. Oh, that's you right. Uh, here's your glass. Oh yes, I'm I have pour a cup here. Check these uh, special. Hey, look at that pour. Ooh, smooth pour, my friend. I know the movie is called Sideways, but for me, that's not quite enough. I'm going to have to say bottoms up, folks. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the name of this podcast I was thinking is Straight Up, a Sideways podcast. Oh. And people are going to be thinking, is it straight up? Is it sideways? What's going on here? Is that, are they doing shots of liquor? It's like, no, purely wine. Well, see, I would have called it Bottoms Up, a Sideways podcast. Straight Up sounds like you haven't actually even drank the bottle yet. But that's not even a pun. 
uh, bottoms up is more like just like a it's like a funny thing you say, but see, straight up it conflicts with the sideways. But bottoms up is the same as straight up, except that the the bottom is up instead of down. So it's like you're drinking it straight up. So just sounds like the bottom of the table. Bottle, bottle, yeah, yeah, it's not op- it's not opened. All right, let's compromise. Let's call it. Or what? What about when you're letting it breathe? What about that? Hmm? We could call it bottom bottoms up a a straight up podcast. Well, then how do the people know it's about sideways? Yeah, it's got to be about. You can't just split the difference and assume. Word of, word of mouth. Well, you know, that's how all these podcasts get started is word of mouth, you know. What about bottoms up, straight up, and all things sideways? Now, that's pretty good, right? That's compromise right there, right? I mean, it's a little, it's kind of a mouthful. I, if I might have a mouthful of anything, I prefer it be a nice oh. Pinot Noir. Oh, that's true. Sound like one of my students. <laughs> What? You know, I'm sorry. Because they often, they often, you know, they often stammer because they're so intimidated by my prestige when I have them over to my house or office hours. Well, uh, I don't blame them. I mean, you have written a number of unpublished works that's uh, staggering oh to my young God. minds. You know? So many unpublished works. So many of my lessers being given, you know, their their plays a shot. Just so much subpar work has gone ahead of me that sometimes, you know, I just stay awake all night pitying myself. I'll be honest. I do. You know, that's probably why the wine calls to me, you know, if we want to get does, down to brass tacks. It here. does beckon. Yeah. You, know, you make these decisions in your life and these people kind of start seeming like, you know, roadblocks, really. And, uh, you know, you're 38 and you... Just driving to get Paul Giamatti to sign your skull and Hey Denny, why don't you put on your mix? What do we have here? <sighs> yeah, well let me let me let you know what I got on my mix here. I think you guys probably have heard a lot of these songs before because it's kind of in our, our collective wheelhouse here. Um you know, I wanted to come up with something fun that kind of gets us in the mood to see sideways to the hunt for the golden bottle. So I was like Is that the title? Is that that's the, the is title? It? That's the oh. title. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know they were hunting for the golden bottle. I know they yeah, referenced it's on IMDb. They referenced the golden bottle and one, but I I always saw a si- that trailer that said sideways too. I didn't see the golden bottle. Well, I I'm hoping that we get to see the golden bottle because I know this whole thing is in 3D and that's going to look amazing. Oh, oh yeah, I heard the, you notice I heard the, in the trailer, the final shot was the golden bottle on the on and a it's, pedestal. It, it's tipping over. Yeah, and and it's, and it's tipping over in 3D toward the audience. It's coming like, right you. over. And then they yeah. That's you know, why it's called sideways. Yeah, well, no, it's called Sideways because the first one was called Sideways. But they decided to do a little play on words. They show the audience in the trailer, and they think wine is getting splashed all over them. They jump out. They yeah, didn't I even know. Wait. They didn't even know there were guys in the audience that were just throwing buckets of red wine on everybody. <laughs> like a Rocky Horror show. That's oh amazing. yeah, like a SeaWorld type thing, like a spectacle. You know, people showed up to Sideways too. I guarantee. Yo, I brought a trash bag. I was gonna cut my head through it because I don't want to get you know red wine all over my nice clothes. I don't want to just get open it. my I, mouth when that scene comes. I'm I'm a little thirsty over here. You gotta respect the tweed. I'm in head to toe tweed. I got a tweed tie. Tweeds is, any a drop of wine gets on this. I'm ruined. Well, I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Rex on this one. I'm gonna be wearing my poncho, my Gucci poncho that Javier Bardem gifted to me. So have fun, Denny, getting soaked. I mean. Well, it does look like fun. I, I think it is going to be a lot of fun. And actually, uh, this is kind of just preparation for a ride I heard about their opening next summer at Six Flags. Uh, there's going to be a sideways-themed log ride, except the log is a <laughs> bottle of wine, and the water is all Pinot Noir. And it's going to be end, amazing. You just splash down a big Pinot Noir waterfall, and just wine goes everywhere. They give you a big white T-shirt to wear. <laughs> Yeah, to commemorate, and they take your photo while you're falling down the wine waterfall. And the wine's getting splashed in your face like a sucker. Hey, fellas, speaking of wine, how about glass two? Anyone? Ooh. Oh, well, I'm just about Denny, ready. Denny, will you do the honors of pouring? There you go. Oh, of Here's course. the corkscrew. Pop that thing open. Man, you guys went through that first bottle fast. I've only eaten like six grapes. You have to give uh, Mr. Bardem my thanks for this fantastic Rex, opening. I insist you have another glass with us. Well, uh, if it's just the cab sav, I think I'm gonna have two. But you if can't you, beat them, join them. Come on. Hey, check this out though. Look at my uh, look at my cup holders here. Listen, it's safe. No one drives the PCH anyway. We're good out here. These cup holders, I got a special plastic ring around them, specifically made for wine glasses. 
<laughs> oh, I see. The ring so fits around the, the little, bottom of the stem there. Yeah, and it secures it. So the wine can tumble around. If you take a, a tarp, sharp turn, you know, that's just the nature of an open cup. But I also have this little device right here where it's kind of like the top of a baby bottle, except you put it on a wine glass so you can drink wine. You know, of course, you can't smell it and drink it properly. Oh, well, that's the problem. If I can't smell it, I'm not drinking it. Well, I mean, I but if you're in, like, traffic or you're in, like, you, you know, know what? what, Rex? That's interesting because while we're doing, when you get some of these windy turns here on the PCH, we can hold up the glasses, check if this wine has legs, you know, just you swirling it around. Oh, the side. I got it, guys. Did you guys check the uh, Sideways Community Facebook group? No, what's going on? Well, apparently, all along the PCH, they know that people are going north to the Sideways premiere, <laughs> so they're really, really clamping down on red wine. They're looking for people with red teeth who are driving <laughs> up and down the <laughs> PCH. Uh oh. So, uh, well, I think we do have a few bottles of Chardonnay. But why don't you? Yeah, why don't you grab me some in the white. cooler because you got to keep it cold. You know, keep it chilled, or else it's disgusting. It makes you want to puke. Well, let me get some white wine. I know I got those bags of ice on it. So Pinot just, Grigio, Chardonnay, Riesling. What's your... Let's, what's let's your do a Riesling because I don't want to get into it. You oh, know? you're a Riesling guy. You're, you like the sweet stuff. You really like the sweet stuff. Not a dry guy, despite your love of the, you know, the reds. But, uh... Well, you know, I call Rieslings, you know, I call... You know, I like to drink them while I'm watching Ryan Gosling movies because it reminds me I like to, you know, call Ryan Gosling Riesling because it's like a... Portman too, because he's white. He, you know, he's beautiful. He's sweet. That's what Perfect, he looks like to me. You know. Like if I had to personify, he's a, a Riesling. Riesling, right? He's right. Whereas if you had to like personify, you know, like Pinot Noir, it would be like a, you know, like a Lawrence Fishburne or like a Nick Cave. You know, whereas like a oh, Paul, yeah. Paul Giamatti, maybe a know, man who looks a man who looks like he's like possibly a Satanist, but it will also, um, you know, make strong. And intense love to you. Like Paul B. at Giamatti, he's a port wine. He wants to be a Pinot Noir, but let's face it, he's port, you know. Oh, he's like a Bacchus type. You know, he's got the body shape, he's got the bald head, he's got the beard kind of thing going on. I could totally like, imagine. I heard like that in a, sideways a woman too, he transforms whole... he transforms into a satyr. Oh, oh. really? Was that that's the trailer? That's a rumor. That no, that's a rumor a on the IMDb message board. But I, I could like see he it becomes happen. the god of wine. That's that would that's, be something. That'd be to so see. cool. I would love to see his furry little legs in three D. Oh, I'd love to see him in a grove, just playing a pan flute. And much taller, enormously endowed women are running around in like you know sheer tiny little robes. You know that famous strange shaped basket that's always full of produce. Uh, he's got a bunch. Of, he's like gathered around like a cornucopia. You know, he's got a cornucopia around. Oh, you him. just remember that word? It's yeah, here, professor. Well, that's cr yeah, it's crazy. I mean, hey, you know, if I can't remember what a cornucopia is in a play, I just you know I Google it. I go to you know, look it up in the dictionary, like all artists do, are constantly glued to the dictionary. You know, professor, I'm not as much of an academic as you, so I may be a little off base here. But I was reading the other day actually that uh, in Greek mythology. Um, Bacchus, even though that's his Roman name, I can't remember his Greek name, but you know, Bacchus and those kind of guys. Uh, Dionysus? Actually, yeah, Dionysus. It turns out that Dionysus, uh, a lot of people think that he lived in Greece, but now historical evidence says that he probably lived in California wine country. That's amazing. Because it was easier to get grapes there to get drunk on. I didn't even know he was real, and now you're telling me he lived in California. That's great. Yeah, so I think it's completely reasonable if he shows up in uh, Sideways to the Hunt for the Golden Bottle. Maybe the Golden Bottle turns him into a satyr. Heck, I don't know. I, I don't know either. That's why we're going to go see it. Do they possibly set it up for a Sideways 3? And then it could be like side, and the, the E inside would be a 3. Ooh, we're going to have to stick Ooh. around after the credits to make sure there's no like special scene at the end that hints at it. Yeah, know? to make sure like Nick Fury doesn't try to record, recruit <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Who? <laughs> you know, it could be, you know, all the movies now, you know, in order to make a movie in Hollywood, you kind of got to play ball. And part of the reason why they decided to have a sequel to an indie, <laughs> a relatively small movie 16 years after it was made is to just kind of bolster the Avengers franchise. Get well, a few more regular guys in there. I wouldn't call a movie small if it had a $16 million budget and made $109.7 at the box office. This They'd is be fools not deal. to make a second one. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not blaming anyone or saying that it'll be a bad project. I just think you know there is a chance. 
that Nick Fury recruits Paul Giamatti's character from Sideways at the end of Sideways 2. Or going back to what we said about men who would be a Pinot Noir, maybe Nick Cave recruits him. Oh, that'd be a Ooh, great one. To be in and his he's brain. bringing him to the underworld yeah. where they drink wine. And he's like, you think you know Pinot Noir? He's got that 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 he's got that raspy, scary, you know, Australian accent, and he kind of is like, you know, uh, you know, he's like kind of seducing Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah, and, he definitely uh, seduces. You know, it's an it's a non sexual seduction, but it is a seduction nonetheless. I mean, he's so enticing. You know, you see I Nick mean, Cave's hairline, Nick and you Cave... said this man is, you know, some kind of deity. Right. You look at Nick Cave and you think, well, this guy obviously is going to play the devil in a made-for-TV movie. Anyway, um... Do we have any more songs on the road? Yeah, I got yeah, my road trip next. Songs? Sorry, we got completely distracted from our songs. Yeah, you know, yeah. We just got so much... We love this movie so we much. We started talking about the, the Sideways 2 trailer, and we got all off base. Please, I'm sorry that we cut you off, Denny. Yeah, let me just tell you what I got on my playlist here, and we, you can decide for yourself if this is what we want to throw on right now. But um, the playlist starts with Gimme That Wine by Annie Ross... Ooh. Then, next, another classic, Gimme That Wine by Lambert Hendricks and Ross. Nice. Then we go to The Days of Wine and Roses by Ella Fitzgerald. Yep, I'm noticing then, a theme. The next song is Restaurant Background Music by Restaurant <laughs> Background Music Academy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then it's Gimme That Wine by oh. Lambert Hendricks and Ross. <laughs> then we have the Days of Wine and Roses by Clark Terry. Can I ask if uh, what the next if the next song is going to be this song? No, is it's the, next? the next the next song is actually uh, Wine and Jazz by the Jazz Bistro. That's not what I was going to guess. What were you going to guess? Red red wine. <laughs> no, that one is interestingly not on this playlist. Oh, I forgot uh, that one too. <laughs> So well, I the, actually have that one on my playlist. Okay. Well, well, let me, let, me, let me finish, though. Uh, we got Bordeaux by Jazz for Wine Tasting. <laughs> then, then we have <laughs> the, song, uh, the Days of Wine. The song is a Bordeaux. It's, it's called Bordeaux. For, if you drink Pinot Noir during tasting. the song Bordeaux, your body will reject the wine and spray it out of all of your holes. So next we have Days of Wine and Roses by the Bill Evans Trio. Then we have Days of Wine and Roses by Andy Williams. Then we have The Days of Wine and Roses by Bill Evans. <laughs> then we have Wine Lounge Jazz by Instrumental Piano Music Zone. <laughs> then, then we have Good Friend and a Glass of Wine by Leanne Rimes. Then we have Don't Know Why by Nora Jones. I don't, know, I, I, don't know, I don't know why that one's on there unless maybe there's some, some wine in the lyrics. There might have been a mix-up. I mean, that's good wine-drinking music right there. Yeah, I guess you, you can't go wrong with Nora Jones here. But after that, we have Candle Wine Jazz Music by Instrumental Piano Music Zone. And lastly, we round out the list with Jazz and Wine by Fabian Julie and Zuhacker. Oh, Zuchter, he really carries Fabian and Julie. <laughs> it's true. A lot of people have been saying that. A lot of people have been saying that Zuchter should go solo. but you They're know. saying that that he should actually join the Restaurant Background Music Academy because their stuff is like almost there. Like it's almost next level. They They're just, just missing like a, a nice Zuchter punch, a Zuchter boost. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Fabian and Annie or whatever have been enjoying them for so long. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great playlist. You know, Vince, what do you think? I love all of those songs, and I'm excited to list them. What do, what, what do you have? Uh, what do you have queued up, Rex? Oh, uh, well, of course. You know, I, I had the same thought that uh, uh, that Denny did here, and you know, I wanted to start with something to kind of pump everybody up. So I got White Boy Jazz Volume Two by Erg Kalental. So just Ooh. really smooth notes, and I like the shapes. You know, I'm a big shape guy. And this song, the shapes in this song, they're like S's, but longer. They're nuts. I mean, you guys, you guys are going to go nuts when you see these shapes. Then I got uh, the Martha's Vineyard Soft Shoe, uh, asterisk, the ultimate jazz for guys who sit in chairs with pipes. I got Making the Guitar Talk and Say Uncle, Goddamn Please Somebody Stop Me by Ezra Goldman and the Seeds and the Stems. And then, um... You know, I, you, got, you brought this up. There is I hope that, those are grape seeds and grape stems they're talking about. I think they're talking about marijuana. 
But that's so people can know I'm a little bit cool, even though I'm 38, you know? Like, it's very taboo for 38-year-olds to smoke marijuana still. Dude, I hate uncool 38-year-olds. It's like, oh, you know, you'd love your wife, you love your husband. Like, when'd you give up, you know? But that's neither here nor there. Um, this is kind of a rival, you know, a play. Uh, of course, the Sideways Musical, I got three songs from that. That, you know, while they did kind of take my thunder a little bit, um, they got you got to admit that 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 sideways musical is great. Um, Not completely accurate Um, in this version. I got a song in this version um, of the song. Miles, played by Paul Giamatti, realizes that his ex-wife had been taking his mail. And instead of confronting her about it like he does in the movie, instead he hits a home run at a charity baseball game and he sings a song about wine. That's this song. The song is called Fun Wine. So he sings Fun Wine. I'm having fun. This is Fun Wine. Uh, After that, it's another one from the musical. It's after uh, Paul Giamatti wins the Pinot Noir Chugging Contest. It's called Look Who Drank All the Wine which is performed, actually, by Paul Giamatti for this. Oh, that's a classic scene where he just drinks a whole keg of it, right? Yeah, he's just, look at the wine. Doing a keg stand. Look who drank all the wine. Look who drank all the wine. It was Paul. It was Paul. Also in the musical, his name is Paul Giamatti instead of Miles Raymond, as it is, (laughs) just so audiences could get more used to it better. And then the last uh, song is another Paul Giamatti song called I Wish This Ocean Was Full of Wine Instead of Saltwater. And it's about how his best friend, um, who is played by Thomas Hayden Church, um, runs over his ex-wife's dog. And then he sings that, you know, I wish that the ocean was full of wine and... You know, they actually had a pretty expensive set on the musical. They had, like, a boat that was, like, on top of red wine. It was slashing out, sploshing around. But, yeah, that's that's what I got. Vince, you got a, did you bring a uh, playlist for us to, to judge? Uh, I, I don't have as much as you guys. You know, I just have kind of some favorites. I thought you guys would bring plenty, and we can kind of just mix it up. Um, first off, I like I said, I have red, red wine in the mix. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, which actually, like if, you, Marley, if you look right? on, if you look on the Wikipedia for that, the red wine he's talking about is Pinot Noir. Well, I certainly hope so. I hope it's not a Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck! I don't like that. The movie hated that. I mean, if you drink a Merlot, then you're basically, you know, an animal. Well, what else you got? What else is on the mix? Well, I also have Hey Jude. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Which is just a, a fun song. Just a sing. fun song. Especially like on a road trip. Well, I guess you could imagine it's about a wine named Jude. Um, I got some Queen of Fantasy. Um, and then I also have Spring by Vivaldi. Ooh. What's Queen of Fantasy there? No, it's just, this, you know, it's different. Just something I found. Something I just like to listen to. Well, I just found it on Spotify. It looks like it only has 23 listeners. Uh, well, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I like to kind of delve deep when I'm looking for new music. What is this stuff? Are you, I mean, what, to have a listen. Are, are you freaking out? Or what's going on? I'm driving. Well, I'm just I can't wondering see if this is good wine. Dr- is this good wine drinking music? I don't know. It sounds like it's just like a, a score to a video game or a, or a fantasy movie, but it, it it's not. Well, it's it's kind of just something to make you think. Hmm. Hey, uh, you guys have any snacks back there? I'm getting sick of eating grapes. Well, I oh, brought we one. Uh, I, I mean, I have my Dunhill cigarettes, but I also thought I could make a nice like charcuterie board on the dashboard. We got a lot of very dry meats, and um, I also have a lot of brie. You know, I think brie is you know the go-to. Um, I actually uh, crack open this canned rosé so I can mix it with my uh, Pinot Noir. Oh, uh, I like to call this a uh, a black lotus. Ooh, a black lotus. That sounds fancy. Hey, why don't you pour a little bit of that into my Chardonnay or whatever? Riesling. I got a Riesling. Ryan Gosling. That's it. I remember. Rose, a Riesling and a Rosé. What would you call a Rosling? Ooh. Wow. Hey, while you're yeah. pouring that, why don't you pour a little of that into my mixed berry parfait I'm eating over here? Ooh. Oh, what you got a parfait? Oh, oh I just kind of whipped this up before snacks. I jumped in the car. You whipped it up a parfait? Not bad. He just yeah. whipped up a parfait. He's just like, he just whipped it up. I got a tray of tiramisu also if you guys want to have a bite. 
Uh, I have, uh, uh, you know, a a jar of pickled eggs under the seat. If one of you guys wants to grab that for me and pass it up to me. Well, oh, maybe we could open that Let's just put that in the charcuterie board. It's fine. Oh, maybe we could just open that later. Let, can I, just, I, can I feel I, like they're going to roll around all over the dashboard and... You know, Cut them in half. Roll so they, off and hit you right in the, you know, right in the in the crotch. They're soft. There. They're soft eggs. And they like just nail you in the. Well, look at this. I pickled them in red wine vinegar. You like red wine? Whoa! I call Put them. Or low. I call them wine eggs. I actually don't know what type of wine it was before they turned it into vinegar. Well, I know it was red, but I don't know the specific brand or style of wine. Merlot is my least favorite brand of red wine. Oh, I know. I also saw the movie, and then it was my least favorite after the movie, too. I was thinking since we're going a little bit fancy, too, you know, we could get some caviar in the mix. I have a, uh, well, I have a Tupperware with about a spoons full of caviar. Uh, took from a student's parent's house. We could just kind of, like, split it up. Well, they were, what? like... You know, they were saying it was great to meet you, and I was like, "It's actually a long drive. Uh, do you have anything to give me?" And they were kind of weirded out by that. But I just dumped uh, some Tupperware into a caviar thing, and they said, "You know, goodbye. You know, don't message my daughter, and all the usual stuff." You know. Well, I think it would pair well with our nice reds we're drinking. You know, I think it would. Oh, guys! The saltiness. Look you can on, put the, it on right. the rim, even. Oh yeah. What's up, though? Look on the right right there, guys. That's where we met. John Jordan Jordan Vineyard Winery. You guys remember? Oh, it's coming up. I think up. that's also the place we're headed. Oh, I thought we were heading to wine. Well, whatever. Well, we got to do the roundabout <laughs> way. You know, there's a lot of property. Yeah. And <laughs> it so takes, a of it takes about another there. 20 minutes to get there from here. We're going to have to go around. Well, you it's really the parking, you know. And they, and they got all these, all these, you know, checkpoints. Where, well, where the cops we have, <laughs> the cops shine a flashlight on your teeth to see if they're red or not. If they're not, they since we have it about another twenty minutes, let's. let's uh, why don't we open another bottle? Ooh, uh, one heck! Why don't we open three bottles? Personal bottles, folks. Yeah, why don't we open three bottles in rapid hey. succession? Listen, during the winter, the puffins bill is gray and boring. That's also kind of like during the winter we drink white wine, because in the northern regions that's where they grow it. Those white grapes. But in the summer, the puffins bill is a bright, vivid orange. And it's kind of like how we drink wine in the summer and our cheeks get red. And there's a lot more color. Oh, That's why we're here, to drink wine in the summer and enjoy this wonderful movie. Oh, I get it. Kind of like how, like, if we keep, like, we, you know, when, when we drink a lot of wine, like, our skin and our eyes turn yellow. A bit like that. It hasn't happened to us yet, but I know you had that stint, you know, in the hospital. <laughs> oh, well, a little flu, I bet. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Like, well, he drank too much wine. You're like, oh, oh right, no, well, it was I, I had a shortage. Oh. I had a shortage of beta carotene. And, you know, it was it had nothing to do with the wine. The doctor yeah, if, said. If anything, you didn't drink enough wine because wine is a good source of beta carotene. The doctor said you can drink as much wine as you want. And that's just me quoting him. I, my so. doctor told me I'm not actually drinking enough wine. Oh, yeah? How much wine does he tell you to drink? He said uh, three or four bottles a day. As it's, long as it's, it's red wine. It's and heart as long healthy. as it's not Merlot. It is heart healthy. Well, red wine does lower cholesterol. And I my doctor, he's like, well, you know, if you want to just keep that cholesterol down and stay healthy, you should just drink red wine every day. And I said, way ahead of you, doc. Hey, do you guys... He doesn't... Yeah, well, he said like a glass. I said, well, you know, how big is the glass? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, there's the little annex. Do you guys remember how we all met? Can we tell that story on the podcast, or is it too embarrassing? Uh, should we? I mean, I mean, I think it's funny. You know, it's it's against my better judgment, but I've had a few glasses at this point, so uh. you know. I mean, I know the story well, but I think maybe one of you guys should tell the story to the audience. Well, it's, it's I know what it, I know what happened. It's 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 crazy, but you know, we all met. It was what. Ten years ago, nine I years wanna, ago, I want to say it was October two thousand and four, right around the time that a little okay, movie so called 16, Sideways. Seventeen came years out. ago, so it was like double. We were all we were thinking. we were all in our young twenties, <laughs> and of course, as men in their young twenties do, you know, we decided to go to a singles event. You know, it was a singles event at a winery. We thought, oh, you know, women love wine. They're always glugging it down. You know, maybe we'll meet some women at this. 
And, uh, you know, we all showed up for the mixer. And uh, we're waiting around for the girls to come, and, and they never came, and uh, no girls came, actually. And so, you know, they actually hired a bartender to do the event, and it was just kind of us three and him. And, you know, we're still friends with Greg, too. Greg's a cool guy, cool bartender. Oh, love Greg. Yeah, love Greg. I should text him if we're up here, honestly. But, uh, yeah, so no oh, yeah, women came to the Mixers wine. event, and we all, you know, had just seen the movie Sideways the night before. And it turned out we had all sat next to each other at the theater before we even knew each other. That's right. I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, we were out there at the vineyard just talking about Sideways. The song Afternoon with Glass of Wine by Instrumental Piano Music Zone was playing. And, uh, and we just kind of hit it off as a little, little friend group there, you know? I remember thinking about you guys. Wow. Is it a little weird how much these guys like sideways? And then I'm like, <laughs> it's a little weird how much I like sideways. It was just a perfect fit, honestly. I'm not sure it's weird at all. I think a perfectly sophisticated person would agree with us and possibly be even more obsessed with the movie. Yeah, we've been hanging around uh, for 16 years now, 17. I have a sideways tattoo of Paul Giamatti on my left shoulder. I it. It does not look like Paul Giamatti. And his skin is purple, the color of wine. Well, yeah, you wine. said rosacea, but they went full purple on it, huh? Well, I thought it was kind of like a like some pop art, you know, where the skin is like a different color, <laughs> like some Andy Warhol type of deal. But they made, I was like, yeah, good Paul Giamatti, like, well, like wine-colored skin. I think you're being modest because also his head is attached to a vine and he's actually a little grape growing on the vine. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of creative. I thought it was kind of like pop. And then kind of beneath like him, there's uh, a tattoo of uh, Thomas Hayden Church as his friend Jack Cole holding <laughs> up a glass of wine. He's about to squeeze him into the glass. He's See, like, oh, don't squeeze me. <laughs> See, I have a tattoo of Paul Giamatti as a grape <laughs> getting stomped by Thomas Hayden Church and turning into wine. That has a little Paul Giamatti glasses on the on the on the actual uh, glass. It's an extremely confusing tattoo. And the amazing thing is, you guys both. Them, got, I don't. I don't, I don't guys, think either of them compare to uh, Denny's tattoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you want to describe my tattoo for me? Well, <laughs> his tattoo is a bunch of grapes, and they're all little Paul Giamatti's as grapes. And Thomas Hayden Church is being fed the grapes by a beautiful woman. And <laughs> that is, uh, of course, is Sandra Bacchus. Oh, who plays Stephanie in the movie. Oh, is it supposed to, oh, I thought it was just supposed to be some lady. Oh, it's, it is Sandra. It's so, thank you for taking off your shirt while we've been talking about this so we can look at your tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the crazy thing about all three of these tattoos is we all got them the night before we met each other. That's oh, how we yeah, knew it was yeah. Before any yeah. of us even saw sideways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I also bring up another before we saw it? <laughs> Can I bring up another tattoo that Denny has that we haven't mentioned? Oh, please oh. describe my tattoo oh, to you. You have another tattoo? Oh, it, of course. It's it's on his left butt cheek. It is a cow, a classic like kind of black and white cow, except the black parts are red. Thomas Hayden Church is feeding the cow grapes, and Paul Giamatti is milking out wine into bottles. What? I got to see that. Show, all right, pull them off. Show them to me. And they honestly, they got Thomas Hayden Church's face perfect. All right, I'm, I'm pulling my uh, pants down here, but I see a cop up on the side of the road there, so I think I'm going to sit back down. Wipe, wipe your teeth. Wipe your teeth. Oh, no, you got to wipe your teeth. You're the driver. They don't I'm drinking white wine. I'm fine. Uh, all right, all right. My Rieslings, my right. Here, I'm, have some of this milk. I think some milk would wash it off. Are you talking to him or me? To Denny. You, you're drinking white wine. You're fine. Oh, yeah, the, the milk will clean the red wine real good. And it, it gets rid of that red wine aftertaste, too. Oh, You know, that cow, actually, that's from a bonus scene in Sideways where Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church find that secret grove where wine is made that, you know, is hidden. You know, the grapes really don't do it. They're feeding this cow. And it, yeah, was, it was not a genetically engineered cow. They just painted a cow red. No, because the whole movie, they're like... You know, these guys love drinking wine, but they've never seen it made before, right? So they go to the wine, the winery and the vineyard and whatever, and they're out there and like, are they really turning grapes into wine? Because that seems crazy to me, right? And they don't buy it for a second. And then they go to this magical grove and they see the wine coming out of the cow and they're like, oh, that's how it's made. 
And canonically, in the world of Sideways, that's true. That's how yeah, they just made. cut it for the movie because they didn't think average audiences would understand. They were like, it's a little bit too much, like yeah. a Guillermo del yeah, Toro but it's movie. Still, I'm, I'm still canon. I'm glad that they're kind of letting that kind of the cool stuff kind of show in Sideways too. Because if he becomes a satyr, I mean, that's completely in line with the spirit of the original film. You know, which which you know. Hollywood sinks his like sideways was going to be this crazy wine fever dream. And you know how Hollywood just makes stuff boring and they totally oh, they, they, they toned it down. They it turned sideways down. into this, you know, from from this really niche cool idea to this really universal thing. I mean, we're we're like even eight and nine year olds were just coming out of the theaters laughing at how good sideways was, which they're we, getting all the sideways toys at McDonald's. <laughs> they're getting the Hasbro board games. They were they're going crazy. And then this new one looks like it's kind of leaning into like the yeah like you said the craziness you know just in the trailer paul giamatti is you know i think it's a scene where he is a satyr but you can't see his legs but you can see he has little horns and he drinks a wine he kind of spits it out and he goes this wine's got legs but no ass spits oh it out all over. oh my god oh my god they're really going oh for my it god they're one. really going for yeah. it you know I'm not, I'm not much of a marvel movie guy you know but kind of like we were talking about earlier like nick fury everything i heard in the last avengers movie i heard in the last scene nick fury smiled and looked directly into the camera and you could see his teeth were a little red kind of <laughs> hinting that maybe just maybe paul giamatti's gonna oh, pull a little this thing easter off. egg a little easter yeah, egg. yeah a little uh, that's just such a subtle easter egg it's just well, such also, a oh, speaking so of subtle. easter i think uh, there are hints that people have talked about online on the you know the sub boards and everything talking about sideways in this upcoming film a lot of sleuths and theorists think that the golden bottle is on easter island is where they end up oh and like you know, this bright, you know, rolling green hills, kind of like wine country, but ancient peoples. Oh yeah, the, the terroir there on the well, island. You know is what's crazy? Fantastic. In the trailer, they only show it for like two seconds, but they just show Paul Giamatti chugging a bottle of Pinot Noir at Stonehenge. I don't even know how they're going to tie that into the plot. There's one point he's in some kind of red baron style aircraft and he's got you know the the you know he's trying to drink wine up there you know i don't know how they're mixing all this in i well, think it that is, uh, it is a four-hour film so i think there's gonna yeah. be a lot of action well it's actually this one's directed by peter jackson <laughs> well i think that a lot of the crew um that worked on the original lord of the rings trilogy is actually returning a lot of the people that did the practical effects are working on this one. Oh, really they're are they gonna have the golem guy I mean, you might have a little, oh, like, you mean wine, Paul a little wine guy, <laughs> no, like no. wine demon. The, 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 you know, the famous guy in a suit who played Smeagol because he walked around with his hands all weird? Gollum. Uh, I'm not familiar. You know, Gollum. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you know, Adam Driver is in it. Oh, who's Adam Driver playing? Uh, I, I mean, I think he's in it. I think he plays their son. <laughs> who's, wait, whose son? Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's <laughs> wine-loving eight-year-old son. It's a friendship caper, and they- they have Adam Driver playing an eight-year-old. Yeah, he's drinking wine out of his juice box, but that's because they go to France in that scene, so it's okay. He has like a Capri Sun like with wine in it. It's a really interesting choice to have Adam Driver play an eight-year-old think, boy. Yeah, I think he can play. You know what off, they probably but... do? They're probably going to have him sit on his knees and put shoes on his knees. But he's like <laughs> six, too. You know, that boy should hoop. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> G League, maybe. I don't think he could cut it. I mean, I don't know. I feel I heard that Paul Giamatti is like wild in the paint. Oh, I heard that so, this movie is going to go off on tannins. It's about time somebody in wa- the wine community went at tannins. People won't talk about tannins anymore. You know, people. You know, it used to be all tannins. Now everyone's talking about the the terroir. Well, if you ask me, terroir is more important than the tannins. I got to be honest with you. You know, but if you want the tannins, you got to take the sulfites. You know. And you know it's a really whose good fault, argument. Whose fault it is is the it's the ter, 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 it's it's I know that I'm a professor, but that's a hard terroir terroir. They should call it the terror. I think that uh if I can get a picture with Paul Giamatti, then I will probably die. If I could ask him one question, it'd probably be Do you like wine in real life? <laughs> I hope he does. 
Yeah, what if he's like, oh, no, I only drink uh, uh, sake. Was, you know what would be crazy if he said, uh, no, I, I do like wine, but I drink Merlot. Oh, that would be a bit too oh. much for me. I'd have that'd, to rethink some things. That'd be too much. That'd be too much. I would probably start crying. And then start saying something to him like, don't you remember that heady autumn of 2004 when Merlot, Merlot sales dropped 2% while Pinot Noir sales increased 16% in the Western United States owing to the popularity of your movie Sideways? Didn't that mean anything to you, Greg? I, or Paul, ask, whatever his name is? <laughs> Paul Giamatti, how do you feel about... Paul Giamatti. How do you feel about being ranked 494th <laughs> on Empire's 2008 list of the 500 greatest movies of all time? Shouldn't you Should've have been... been a- Ahead of that hit piece called Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, that's a preposterous to put that fucking. Have you seen the cinematography of that it's movie? It's so barely depressing. any color. It's so it's depressing. It's like Let's just be honest. It's a hit piece. It was an <laughs> orchestrated hit piece. <laughs> just ridiculous. I mean, do you want to watch two buddies drinking wine in the countryside? Or do you want to watch people being, you know, murdered? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> tough choice. <laughs> In the Serbian version of this movie, they made a Serbian sideways. It ends with the two best friends killing each other with a rock. <laughs> that's because one of them was a Bosnian. Oh, yeah. That's the twist at the end. So it has like this whole like political commentary type of thing. Yeah. I don't really understand it. But the Japanese one, however, is a much happier you know, remake. Oh, yeah. Honestly, you know, 30 minutes of the movie takes place on a ferry, Ferris wheel. It's a very happy movie. <laughs> Anyway, how about another bottle before we uh, pull up here? Well, that sounds good to me. Uh, you know, I've almost downed this Gosling uh, Riesling. <laughs> My, the oh, mind wanders. Sounds like the wine's getting to you a little the bit. Wine, the mind wanders when the oh, wine the wine talks. is talking right now. Oh, how the wine is through. talking. And I am it's listening. Kind of like a, it's kind of like you're channeling a spirit, and the spirit is wine. Oh, man, all this wine is making me want to listen to some white guys play jazz. Oof. Oh, there's Say, actually an opening act before the movie that is uh, exactly that. Really? They're going to have a white guy? <laughs> no. Well, they're not there. They're going to be on the screen in 3D. Now, as a preview to your to our upcoming film, Sideways 2, here is a band of white men playing jazz to delight you. No, but Vince is right. They're going to be in 3D on the screen and just waving their sacks in your face. Just and people are going right to be jumping back trying to dodge all those yeah, instruments. Yeah, they're going to be It's going to be like a fucking... Uh, It's going to be, what, you got, what, you got something? His, he had guy? like a brain zap there. He just gonna, completely, did you have a seizure uh, I don't know. It, it, wait, your teeth are very red, Denny. Are you okay? It's <laughs> the reddest I've ever seen any I mean, teeth. honestly. Paul Giamatti's teeth were like less red. Here's the thing, you, couldn't th- are, you couldn't think of a thing to jump. They were jumping like a. Well, I was going to say, like, it's, it's going to be like a fucking Brian Setzer orchestra concert out there. But I couldn't remember his name. Oh, I don't know who that is, so. What are you oh, dude, about? I got to put you on to him, man. I assume he's a very mediocre, boring white guy that plays very soft jazz. Oh, you're going to love him, especially oh, if you go to his soft. Christmas show. I, I mean, I would imagine a guy named Brian Setzer uh, would play like big band. Am I close? Oh, you guys are so uncultured. I thought I thought I knew you guys. Well, hey, I've, I'm very cultured. I've written over 30 undone plays. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uncultured, even though I drink wine with all of you every day. And I'm uncultured because I don't know who Brian Seltzer is. And, uh, you know, I don't know anything about the music you like. All right, that's fine. I've used, I've been described in a magazine as a dramaturg. Turge. Dramaturg. Dramaturg. It's a dramaturg. It's one of those words you read, you never say out loud. You know how it is. Well, I would figure a professor might say it to his class if that's what his class is. The entire point of it is that stuff. They're all dumb kids that are getting theater degrees. They don't care what I say. I could go up so there and say So what do you do in your I'm... class when you have to say dramaturg? Do you stop in the middle of your sentence, then write that word on the board, then continue your sentence normally? I cough at the end. I say dramaturg. <laughs> and they never catch on by like week 13 or something that you haven't said them one of the main vocabulary words all semester? Well, uh, that's because I live a very dramatic life and I carry the actor's greatest tool. Now, Denny, I've sat in on his lectures and he actually will kill a whole bottle of wine and he gets passionate. Well, I'm an actor and as an actor, I carry 
actor's tools on me. So if anyone questions me, that's when I bring out the rag that has blood on it, the fake blood on it. And that's when I cough into that. And I make sure the whole class sees a little bit of the red part before I put it back in my pocket. That way it builds some mystique around me and no one asks me how I, why I mispronounce oh, words like so maybe, often. Maybe uh, Professor Person is, uh, he is suffering from cancer it won't tell anyone because he's so humble. Yeah, he's and so strong. Want to that's the kind of vibe. Anyone. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe that I want. People like when someone dies of cancer and they're like, well, no one knew. He didn't tell anyone. They're like, wow, you know, this man is a, an incredible, and they say, an incredible mind. They say things like, it, it, it's unfortunate to see the strong suffer so profoundly. You know, that's the kind of, no one said that, but that's the kind of thing I would like people to say about me. I'll say that about you if you die. Thank you so much. Or if I'm just coughing. just You can say that if I'm just coughing. Hey, I'll cheers to that. You know, because they don't know my secret struggle, which I invented through the bloody rag. Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea. Go on. If Paul Giamatti is there tonight, use your rag, and we could trick him into think you're terminal and hang out with us all night. Well, how would... Okay, so how would that go? How would we... Like, I would just be like... Oh, oh, oh. I'm glad I got to see it before. No, no, you. no. I know how it would go. Uh, you ask him, hey, can you sign my skull? And then as he's about to do it, you're, no, you're like, you know, it's a shame. I guess I'm going to be a skull soon, too. Yeah, I'm going to look like my that. disease. <laughs> I'm going to be a skull and soon he, is what you're going to tell him. Yeah, and he's going to, you know, Paul Giamatti, he's an actor's actor. He's going to grab, grab on to, like, such a powerful emotion. Because, you know, these actors, they love powerful emotions because they think, oh, like, I'm going to study this so I can use it in a movie later, you know? And so that's when I'll cough and I'll be, I'll, I, you know, this is my skull. Will you please sign it? I'm going to be a skull soon, too. Maybe Wait, you, you could sign it. He's going to use this in a movie where uh, two years from now, we're going to see, oh, it's a new Paul Giamatti. We got to go see this. And then the plot of it is uh, a humble dramaturg uh, who comes across a famous actor and learns. He tells him the misfortune that he's about to become a skull and the actor has to help save his life or at least let him have fun for one night. You're thinking that that's it's going to be like that kind of inspiration? Oh, the title could be Skull Full of Wine. You know, we could think of a different title. Yeah, or well, the wine colored. What about the wine colored skull? Because it's like our tattoos. Oh yeah, the wine colored skull. What about the night of wine and roses by Instrumental Ooh. Cool Piano Music Zone? Well, you know, I don't like the idea of naming you know a perspective movie about my life that J Paul Giamatti stars in after a song that already exists by what I think is a Casio keyboard. Well, we'll keep working on it. We'll keep working. Maybe Paul will have a good idea when we talk to him about it. Maybe we right, should well, call the movie Fun Wine Night. Uh, these, these like, uh, you know, these Usher guys are waving us over there. Oh, we got a park over there. Yeah, by the, by the Tesla in the yeah, Porsche. Okay. Good Lord. All right. It's crowded here. The <sighs> energy. People are setting out tents and stuff. Look at that. This is like a... Coachella for people who wear blazers. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, it's quite humid. I can hear people commenting well, what, on that. What do you guys say? You want to join another bottle before we head in? Just yeah, I'm not paying, I'm not paying those uh, prices for wine out there. You know Let they're going to uh, It's like $47 for a glass. Yeah. Let's no see. Uh, Vince, you have about six empty bottles by your feet there in the passenger seat. Uh, why don't you just toss the door open and just kick those out? Yeah, there we go. Thank you, thank you. There's already so you just like I mean there's so much you hear already so many bottles clinking that oh no one's my god. Notice. Yeah, I mean driving in the entire sidewalk is little littered with uh, wine bottles. This is uh, this uh, is gonna wait, be wait. fucking awesome night, guys. Rex, Rex I don't want. Oh my god, look at uh, Rex, look at wanna... wait, 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 hold on, hold on over there. Look at you can see a fawn actually dancing. That's a real fawn. They got real fawn for this, guys. They got a oh fawn. They got satyrs and fawns. Oh my god! Oh, they, that, they're even they're a piping <gasps> away on their pan flutes. You know what? You know what? That would make sense. Richard Branson funded this thing. Really? He can get he's fawns. A, I didn't know that. He is a sideways guy. I mean, <laughs> he's rich. He loves wine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, Rex. Rex, I'm not trying to dampen your mood right before we're about to see the most anticipated movie of the last 15 years, but uh, I'm on Paul Giamatti's IMDb, and it looks like he's probably not going to be interested in your movie at the end of the day. Because he's already slated to work on after this movie. He's doing The Wine Hangover, the sequel to The Normal Hangover. So it's about a different character? Yeah, it's about his character from Sideways <laughs> going out with the guys from The Hangover. 
and introducing them to wine, and then they get a wine hangover. So it's Paul Giamatti does the hangover then, but he's playing. Yeah, it's with like, like Ed it's, Helms and those guys. It's like a uh, yeah, it's it, it's like a mashup film with uh, you know. Yeah, I think Nick Fury's going to be there too. I think they might be roping the hangover into the Avengers as well. I'm not really sure where they're headed with this, but it's already in production. Yeah, I guess they're building up for like another big film in like 2026 where, you know, they're going to fight Ultima or somebody. And, you know, Paul Giamatti's comes in in the clutch to, to correctly. Oh, this is actually a Bordeaux and not a Pinot Noir. And then the villain dies from that observation. Well, he dies huh. of boredom when he's trying to teach him about the punt and how to pour the wine with the punt. Oh, well, that 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 well, makes sense. I have too. to. Uh, I have to uh, use a little, you know, the, the the facilities. So I'm gonna wait, guys. Holy shit! Check the fucking Facebook group. Look at that! Oh my god! There's a special. There's a secret guest star that's going to be here who's also in the movie. Holy shit! It's LeBron James. Oh my god! How they how they get LeBron James? What is he? I had he did, did Space Jam and now he's this? a wine guy. Yeah, he's a big. I knew he was a big wine guy. I mean, you know, a lot of his. Oh my god! He, there's a video on his Instagram. He's drinking J Lore. Oh my god! He's drinking J Lore. Oh Look drinking in the background. The, is he at John Jordan Jordan Vineyard? Is he here? Is he at John Jordan Jordan Vineyard Winery? We gotta go. We gotta Let's go. get out of oh here. My God. Yeah, we gotta go find. Get a picture. Forget Paul, Paul Giamatti. Forget Paul Do you think Giamatti's LeBron? Autograph. Yeah, I want a LeBron to sign my skull. The, the the one I carry with me, he's an actor Yo, just like if, me. I bet if we trick him into thinking you're terminal, he can tattoo your skull. All right, oh I have God. the rag. I have the bloody rag here. I keep it keep it with me all the time. Anytime anyone yells at me, it's ready to go. All right, well I got to pee first, so let's go. All right, all right we all right. got to get out of here. All right, um, this oh you know what I forgot we were doing a podcast. I got so heated by the thing. Um, you know, thank you. Uh, this it has been Professor Rex Person along with Vince Ruby and Denny Carruthers. Uh, what did we decide on the name? 